0: Welcome to WADA, ADA Live Talk Radio. Brought to you by Southeast ADA Center, your leader for information, training, and guidance on the Americans with Disabilities Act. And here's your host.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to WADA ADA Live. On behalf of the Southeast ADA Center, the Burton-Blatt Institute at Syracuse University, and the ADA National Network, welcome to ADA Live. The topic of today's show is the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, also known as WIOA. ADA Live listening audience, you may submit your questions about the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act at any time at adalive.org. My name is Pam Williamson and I am the Project Director for the Southeast ADA Center. Our speakers today are Rebecca Salon and Elizabeth Jennings. They are from the LEAD Center in Washington, D.C. The LEAD Center's focus is to improve competitive integrated employment and economic self-sufficiency for all people with disabilities. Dr. Salon is the Project Director for the LEAD Center. She is the national leader in policy and program development with an emphasis on cutting-edge demonstrations that promote employment and economic self-sufficiency for individuals with significant disabilities. Elizabeth Jennings is the LEAD Center's Assistant Director and a national trainer on Social Security benefits, asset development strategies for persons with disabilities, and the building of expanded relationships between the disability and asset building communities. Welcome, Rebecca and Elizabeth.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you, Pam.
1: Since this is the first day of the National Disability Employment Awareness Month, we want to highlight an important milestone in workforce development services. For the first time in over a decade, the Workforce Investment Act has been reauthorized as the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Federally funded training and technical assistance centers, like the National Disability Institute's LEAD Center, are charged with providing information to listeners like you on these changes and the new opportunities they present. Rebecca, can you tell us more about the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act and why it should be important to our listeners?
2: Yes, thank you, Pam. On July 22nd of this year, 2014, President Obama signed the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, known as WIOA, into law. WIOA repeals and supersedes the Workforce Investment Act of 1998, which many of us called WIA and amends the Adult Education and Family Literacy Act, the Wagner-Peyser Act, and the Rehabilitation Act Amendments of 1998. It is designed to modernize and improve existing federal workforce development programs. WIOA's primary focus is on assisting job seekers with and without disabilities to succeed in the labor market. It also provides supports to people with disabilities seeking to enter and retain jobs in competitive integrated settings. American Job Centers, also known as AJCs or one-stop career centers, remain at the core of the public workforce development system. Under WIOA, there's a strong focus on career services and career development pathways within the AJCs. There also is a strong emphasis on partnerships. That is, the AJCs must collaborate with and provide access to programs and activities carried out by their partners, which we'll discuss in more detail shortly.
1: Thank you. Elizabeth, can you tell us more about the American Job Centers and the services that they provide?
3: Certainly, Pam. American Job Centers, or AJCs, are available in every community across the United States. They offer job seekers, students, businesses, and employment services staff, an array of employment-related services and tools, all in one convenient location. Through an AJC, a job seeker can access services like career counseling, career planning, assistance in developing a strong resume, job placement services, and classroom and on-the-job training. They also provide information on local and national labor trends, as well as assistance with job search strategies, support for interviewing skills, training on the use of computers including computer basics, access to unemployment compensation and linkages to employers and much, much more.
1: So how can someone locate uh, a job center in their local area?
3: Well, AJCs have physical locations that people can access as a walk-in or by appointment and they also exist as virtual locations so people can access AJ services online if they prefer. These services are available to all job seekers, including job seekers with disabilities. To locate an AJC in your community, you can go to jobcenter.usa.gov and this link will appear on the resource page posted at adalive.org after the show. We should note that if you need an accommodation, we encourage you to call ahead for an appointment to ensure that you'll have access to the accommodations you require.
1: Thank you for sharing this information about WIOA and the job centers with our listening audience. I've read WIOA, and it contains a lot of information. Can you give us some highlights that directly impact job seekers with disabilities and the people who support them?
2: Yes, thank you, Pam. Um, There is a great deal of information in the bill that's applicable to job seekers with disabilities. Some highlights of note are that state workforce development boards must include lead state officials with primary responsibility for core programs, so this would include vocational rehabilitation programs. In addition, the Workforce um, Innovation and Opportunity Act specifically states that both state and local workforce development boards may also include representatives of community-based organizations that have experience and expertise in addressing the employment, training, or educational needs of individuals with barriers to employment, and those would include organizations that provide or support competitive integrated employment for individuals with disabilities. One of the things that we're very excited about is that under WIOA, there's also a renewed focus on youth with disabilities. Specifically, each state must reserve at least 15% of their allotted funds to provide pre-employment transition services for youth, including students with physical, sensory, intellectual, and mental, disability, mental health disabilities. Pre-employment transition services must be provided in collaboration with local education agencies and must include services like job exploration counseling, work-based learning experiences in integrated environments, post-secondary education counseling, workplace readiness training to develop social skills and independent living skills, and instruction in self-advocacy. We're also very excited to note that for the first time, the Workforce Act adds a definition of customized employment. Customized employment in the act is defined as competitive integrated employment for an individual with a significant disability based on negotiations between an employee and an employer and which is carried out using flexible strategies. So flexible strategies might include customizing a job description based on an employer's needs and the strengths, needs, and interests of an employee resulting in the development of a specific set of job duties or the adaptation of a work schedule or some other flexible strategy. One final thing to note is that Title IV of WIOA establishes an advisory committee on increasing competitive integrated employment for individuals with disabilities. This committee is appointed by the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Labor, Tom Perez, and will make recommendations to the Secretary on ways to increase employment opportunities for individuals with disabilities.
1: Rebecca, thank you so much for taking that complex information and giving us the highlights so that we can learn more about uh, WIOA and its components. ADA Live listening audience, if you have a question about the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, you can submit it at any time on adalive.org. And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: The LEAD Center, known formally as the National Center on Leadership for the Employment and Economic Advancement of People with Disabilities, is a collaborative of disability, workforce, and economic empowerment agencies. A project of the National Disability Institute with funding from the U.S. Department of Labor's Office of the Disability Employment Policy, the LEAD Center has a single mission. Advancing sustainable individual and systems level change to improve competitive, integrated employment and economic self-sufficiency for all people across the spectrum of disability. The National Disability Institute is the first national nonprofit organization dedicated exclusively to building a better economic future for people with disabilities. Go to www.leadcenter.org.
1: Welcome back to the second part of our program. Our topic today is the new Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Our guest speakers are Dr. Rebecca Salon and Elizabeth Jennings with the National Disability Institute's LEAD Center. Elizabeth, in what ways does the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act promote partnerships and the leveraging of resources to support people with disabilities in both getting and keeping jobs? Let's start with partnering with Vocational Rehabilitation.
3: Sure, Pam. In addition to the involvement of VR or vocational rehabilitation on state and local workforce boards, as Rebecca noted, WIOA requires the development of a unified or combined state plan. Each state will be asked to submit a single four-year strategic plan for achieving workforce goals with coordinated employment and training services. State and local plans must include a description of how AJC operators and the AJC partners will comply with the non-discrimination requirements in Section 188 of the law and applicable provisions of the ADA regarding the accessibility of programs and facilities for people with disabilities. It also includes requirements for providing staff training and support in addressing the needs of individuals with disabilities. In addition, the local plan must include a description of the cooperative agreements described in the VR state plan to enhance the provision of services to people with disabilities and others who face barriers to employment. Each state plan must describe how the VR agency will work with employers to identify competitive, integrated employment as well as career exploration opportunities. VR funds may be used to provide training and technical assistance to employers and to provide work-based learning opportunities like internships all of which is very exciting. But a really interesting part of this process is that the plans, so the state VR agency's plan for vocational rehabilitation services, which will have to be included within a unified or combined state plan, that these state plans must be approved by the Secretary of Education and the Secretary of Labor at the federal level after they have been approved by the Commissioner of the Rehabilitation Services Administration and the Department of Education, all aligning these agencies for greater collaboration.
1: That's very exciting and all good news uh, for people with disabilities who will be seeking jobs. Are there other partners required under WIOA?
2: Yes, there are. Um, Increasingly, there are efforts to ensure that programs leverage available resources so that limited resources go farther. These partnerships also improve coordination of services and the use of resources, all with the goal of supporting people to achieve employment in competitive integrated settings. So each state plan must include formal agreements with the state agency responsible for administering the state Medicaid program, the state agency responsible for services and supports for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and the state agency responsible for providing mental health services. WIOA also has other coordination requirements that create linkages to schools, to employment networks who administer the Ticket to Work program, and to employers. So there are many other required partnerships under the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act.
1: Well, thank you for expanding on the partnerships and collaboration. So how will WIOA continue to emphasize accessibility of services for job seekers with disabilities?
3: Under WIOA, state workforce boards will establish objective criteria and procedures for use by local boards in assessing the effectiveness, physical and programmatic accessibility, and non-discrimination requirements of Section 188 and the ADA within AJCs and the workforce system. Additionally, one of WIOA's requirements is that the local board annually assess the physical and programmatic accessibility of all one-stop centers in the local area as required under Section 88 and the ADA. There are also requirements within WIOA for certification and continuous improvement for one-stop centers which are intended to improve accessibility for all job seekers.
1: This is a lot of information and changes that are coming about. So how is this information being shared with the public, including audiences uh, such as our ADA Live listening audience?
2: Thanks, Pam. That's a good question. There are a number of ways through which people can stay informed. The U.S. Departments of Labor and Education both have disseminated information about WIOA and have posted fact sheets that are available through their websites. Workforce professionals, disability professionals, educators, people with disabilities, and their advocates have also been invited to comment on the regulatory guidance that is being developed There have been many listening sessions sponsored by the U.S. Department of Labor's Education and Training Administration and their Office of Disability Employment Policy, and the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Special Education and Rehabilitative Services and Office of Career, Technical, and Adult Education also have invited comments. We encourage listeners to this show to join email lists for all of these organizations, including disability.gov, the email list for the LEAD Center, and for ADA centers like the ones sponsoring this program to keep up to date on WIOA as it is being implemented. I want to mention also that the LEAD Center sponsors a Knowledge Translation Consortium, which we refer to as a KT Consortium. On our website at LEADCenter.org, you can click on the link for this KT Consortium and find links to almost 20 other training and technical assistance centers focused on employment for people with disabilities. So there's a lot of information out there. The LEAD Center also offers webinars, which are archived on our site, and provides links to other useful resources.
1: Thank you for all of this excellent information. And now we'll pause for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back.
0: The Southeast ADA Center is your leader in providing information, training, and guidance on the Americans with Disabilities Act and disability access tailored to the needs of business, government, and individuals at local, state, and regional levels. The Southeast ADA Center, located in Atlanta, Georgia, is a member of the ADA National Network and serves eight states in the Southeast region. For answers to your ADA questions, contact the ADA National Network at 1-800-949-4232.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We are talking today with Rebecca Salon and Elizabeth Jennings about the new Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Rebecca and Elizabeth, are there things that our listening audience can do to support the inclusion of youth and adults with disabilities in WIOA implementation?
2: Yes, Pam. There are several things that you can do to support youth and adults with disabilities who are seeking employment and and who will benefit from the workforce development system. The first and most important is to become informed about WIOA and involved in WIOA implementation. To become more informed about WIOA and participate in future discussions about WIOA implementation, we encourage you to visit the WIOA resource page and we'll post the link on the resource page at at www.adalive.org. Um, And we've already mentioned other ways that you can stay informed and up
3: to date. Another thing you can do is to enroll at your local AJC or American Job Center. Either visit the AJC or enroll and access their services virtually. This will help you to better understand AJC services and the kinds of recommendations you would make to support improved programmatic and physical access for job seekers with disabilities. As noted earlier, if you require an accommodation to access AJC services, we do advise you to make an appointment and be specific about the type of accommodations you may require to ensure that you have full access to the range of services available.
1: I understand that there are potentially some other ways uh, to support the um, effective and meaningful participation of job seekers with disabilities. Can you uh, expand on that and help us understand more about what we can do?
2: Yes, thanks. So, so other ways that you can support the, the effective and meaningful participation of job seekers is to encourage them also to register um, at their local American Job Center or to assist them if they need assistance in registering at their local AJC. Also, local workforce development boards are likely to designate standing committees to focus on, on improved program physical, and communication access to services in American job centers for people with disabilities. So you can meet with your local workforce board staff and volunteer to serve on such a standing committee or assist someone else in serving on a standing committee so that your input and your voice can be, can be heard um, to people who are making decisions. You also can offer suggestions to the state board on how best to improve customer service and accessibility for job seekers with disabilities. Some of you may choose to focus on pre-employment transition services for youth and could suggest ways to explore internships and summer job experiences for youth with disabilities. So there are a number of ways that people can choose to become involved.
1: I'm very glad that uh, there are many opportunities and I hope that our listening audience will be on the lookout for ways that they can become involved. So. I understand that financial literacy is also part of the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Can you please tell us more about what this is and what people can do to support it?
3: Yes. We at National Disability Institute and the LEAD Center are very excited to see states encouraged to provide financial literacy as a service to both adults and youth under the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. As many of you in the listening audience know, youth and adults with disabilities face multiple barriers, not only to achieving employment outcomes, but also to achieving economic self-sufficiency. Supporting financial literacy, which may include creating and managing a budget, um, understanding spending, credit and debt, and making informed decisions on the selection of financial products and services, are all important skills to be gained not just by job seekers with disabilities, but by all job seekers and workers. And WIOA supports funding at a state level of financial literacy skill building um, for all of these workers, including youth and adult job seekers with and without disabilities. You can support these activities by beginning a discussion with your State Department of Labor, Um, and your state vocational rehabilitation agency to build support for funding financial literacy activities that enhance employment goals. You can start by reading the joint memo for support of financial literacy activities from ODEP and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, um, which is available on the WADA resource page.
1: Thank you so much for that information. Are there activities or resources that our listeners should be on the lookout for in the near future?
2: Yes, thank you, Pam. Um, as, as noted before, we encourage you to get on mailing lists like ours at the LEAD Center to get up-to-date information. Also, during the next few months, the LEAD Center will be releasing a number of documents. One is a Section 188 guide to assist AJCs in complying with the non-discrimination requirements of the workforce law. This guide also provides examples of positive practices from AJCs in different parts of the country in implementing non-discrimination provisions, which we believe will be extremely useful to the field. We offered a few highlights of WIOA from a disability perspective in the first segment of this show. We encourage you to visit our site for a more extensive review of WIOA from a disability perspective, as there's much more information available. We also have posted action steps for WIOA implementation, which includes additional suggestions for what you can do to ensure that WIOA implementation results in employment and economic self-sufficiency for people with disabilities. And finally, we encourage you to join our webinars, which can be accessed live or in our webinar archive, and to look for additional WIOA updates in the resource links on the leadcenter.org website.
1: Thank you so much. And ADA Live listening audience, I want to make sure that you know that all of these resources and suggestions that have been discussed today will be available after the show in the resource section on adalive.org. Rebecca and Elizabeth, as we get ready to wrap up today, is there anything else that you would like to make sure that you share uh, with our listeners about the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act?
3: Yes, Pam, thank you. The Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act reflects the input of the disability community. You can see where WIOA clearly identifies points in planning, policy, and practice to improve access and services for job seekers with disabilities and to strengthen collaboration amongst disability services. We encourage you to keep the voice of people with disabilities at the forefront of WIOA implementation by engaging in one of the activities we noted today. Again, all of these activities will be posted in the ADA Live Resource Center. Your input is incredibly valuable and we hope you'll add it during this important time.
1: Well, Rebecca and Elizabeth, I want to thank you for joining us today and also for bringing to us information from the LEAD Center. We, want to, we really appreciate all of the information about the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act and look forward to learning more. I'd also like to thank our ADA Live listening audience, and the Southeast ADA Center is very grateful for your support and participation in the WADA ADA Live broadcast. Remember, you may submit questions about any of our ADA Live topics by going to adalive.org. A resource section is also available, and if you have questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act, please contact your regional ADA center at 1-800-949-4232. Again, that number is 1-800-949-4232. All calls are free and confidential. Be sure to join us next month on the first Wednesday, November 5th, for the next episode of WADA, ADA Live.
0: Thank you for listening to ADA Live Talk Radio, brought to you by the Southeast ADA Center. Remember to join us the first Wednesday of each month for another ADA topic. And you can call 1-800-949-4232 for answers to your ADA questions.